Welcome to the Rebuilding Mindsets Podcast. This is Coach Wish, and I'm a certified master transformational coach, husband, father, and entrepreneur, along with my co-host, Steve O'Brien, father, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is here to inspire you to get out of your way by rebuilding the beliefs you have about yourself, others, and the world around you. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself today. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Rebuilding Mindsets Podcast. This is Coach Wish, and I'm here with my co-host, Steve O. In today's episode, we're going to begin a little shift in our message for a bit. Uh, It's recently been revealed to me by the Holy Spirit that I need to focus towards helping people, especially men, to realize when their marriages are in trouble. Uh, It's been significantly on my mind the last few weeks as I hear story after story of couples who are fighting tooth and nail over custody of their children. These innocent kids are being forced to make the impossible decision to choose sides between the two people they have relied on for their lives to this point, and it's a travesty. Today, I want to reveal to you a few ways to improve your marriage, and then, as always, we bring the hammer to reveal how you can rebuild this area of your life so you don't waste another minute. So, quick mention before we dive in, uh, if you are working on losing weight, I want you to check out the Luke Loses podcast. Luke, L-U-K-E, Loses uh, Luke's a great man that I've met recently, and he has lost 360 pounds. He's extremely inspirational in talking about his journey and what he has learned and accomplished. So check that podcast out. All right, so we're going to jump in to how to improve your marriage. So the first way that we suggest to improve your marriage is to focus on yourself and your self-love. So one of the coaching paradigms that we use is that you can only love someone as much as you love yourself. So if you put yourself down, you criticize yourself for your faults, you're a perfectionist who's constantly failing or feeling like a failure, you withhold your feelings and emotions to avoid judgment. If you're needy and have addictions or use them to hide your insecurities, you need to look within yourself before you look at yourself. These areas of your life are are what's holding you back and what you need to clean up, because again, you can only love someone as much as you love yourself. And if you're having all these doubts, these fears, these issues inside your own head, there is very little bandwidth left for you to be able to spend that time and energy on a spouse and to be able to give them all of the things that they need within the relationship to, to flourish and grow themselves. Just curious, Steve, what you've learned on that subject. Well, well, first I want to point out, I think you were directing that right towards me. (laughs) Um, Because ironically, uh, I had this conversation with my wife this morning um, about self-love. Recently, in the last few weeks, I've had some trying times between work, we had a death in the family, um, and going through some other transitions in my life, um, my, my wife and I, we had that, we had a, a really impactful heart to heart conversation this morning focused around me not being able to focus on my own self care or my own self love, you know, and it's doing things like going to the gym, eating healthy, doing the small things to help me look and feel better and energize, um, you know, so the first way to improve 
you know, your focus on your self-love is if you are married or in a, a relationship, communication. Um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I've been carrying this kind of heavy baggage. And while I haven't taken out my stress or frustration on my on my wife, it she she feels it though. Like she still is impacted heavily by it. Literally this morning, it came it came to a head. We shine the light on it and we had a really great conversation about things that we need to change or kind of pivot and go in a different direction on on ways that I can fill my cup back up because if I'm being if I'm being honest if I'm being candid the last I'll say several months my cup is empty like I haven't been able to give back to to our relationship give back to our marriage give back to her because I've had nothing to give per se. And she's noticed it and we've kind of just, it's been whatever. But today, ironically, we had that conversation and I can't tell you how powerful of a moment it was because we are now connected closer. We're connected stronger and our bond is, it. I can't, I can't even contextualize it in words what, it actually meant to go through that with her. Like it makes our love stronger. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. That's good. You guys had that conversation. So rooting, rooting for you as always. So the second way uh, we suggest to improve your marriage is getting in sync with each other's love language. Now, this is a really simple concept that most people can understand, but always forget to execute. I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. So love languages um, as defined, they are acts of service, physical touch, quality time, gifts, and words of affirmation. Now, we all have our own love language and maybe a couple of side love languages that we prefer. And we have a tendency to project those onto our spouse instead of speaking or acting into their love language. For example, a wife could be very into words of affirmation but when the husband brings home a gift, it may not have the same impact because it isn't her language. It's not in her wheelhouse. Or a man who's really into physical touch could be disappointed when all his wife wants is quality time with no physical contact. Getting to know your significant other's love language, um, which are, there are many ways to do that. You, you can observe, you can, there's online resources for it. Um, all kinds of ways that you can find what your, your spouse's love language are and be able to speak to them in their love language and hopefully they can learn to speak in your love language and then you guys like Steve said communication that's the communication that that needs to happen is being able to speak to each other in the appropriate love language so that you feel loved protected you know safe secure and all those things and be able to have your relationship grow instead of having having it fall short by a husband bring home a gift when it's she wants the words and here she's sitting here thinking every time he brings home a gift, he doesn't understand me or he doesn't get me or he doesn't see, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't see the things that I want or I need. And that's just going to erode the relationship away. So how do you and your wife connect with love languages, Steve? Well, first I want to say, I didn't really learn or understand any of these concepts until recently because my first marriage failed. Now into my second, I was able to take all the bad things that, you know, we do as husbands and really like dissect them and 
look at how I can make improvements. And obviously communication was one of those. Um, but the other is just being in tune with my significant other. Um, I think that's kind of like the biggest, the biggest part of kind of diving into learning what the love languages are like acts of service, physical touch, quality time, you know, so like acts of service is, you know, bringing a gift, holding the door open, um, make, I, I make my wife coffee every morning. You know, it's one of those things that she loves that I do for her physical touch. Like we always, we always make a point to have multiple points of contact throughout the day. Right. So like when we, you know, when you, when you leave for work in the morning, do you kiss your wife goodbye and say, I love you. Do you embrace your wife with a hug? Do you make sure you carve out quality time and it's okay. Like quality time. Like it's okay if you've gone through spurts where life has sort of just gotten in the way, but the whole idea is being in tune with your love languages is knowing when to call time out stop and be like, wait a minute, I haven't spent much time with my wife. I haven't done this. I haven't fulfilled my end of the bargain. So I really, it's, it's communication. It's the action of love. Like for me, I think love in itself is, it's almost like it's a verb. Like you have to put action into it. Like you have to, there's always an act of doing, if that makes sense. Like you can't just say, oh, I, mm -hmm. I, I love this or I love my wife. Well, why do you love your wife? How do you love your wife? Like what, what acts of service or, how, you know, what parts of physical touch um, do you do to show that you love your wife? Like I, I try to give my wife massages um, when I know she's stressed or sore or tired from the gym, et cetera, whatever, whatever it might be. It's really just being thoughtful, cognizant, aware, curious. Uh, one of the things for me that I've, I'll kind of pat myself in the back and saying that I've been successful is I'm, I'm naturally curious about what makes my wife tick, like what makes her happy, what drives her, what motivates her, like what, like what does she want out of our relationship? And so I, I believe I've tried to really tune into those things and make it known and make it present in our relationship where she can sort of feel the gratitude of it. You know what I mean? Like it's acts of service or really tuning into your partner's love languages is doing it in a way where they sort of like see it, right? Like you can't, you can't be like, oh, hey, I'm doing this for you. So now you have to be grateful for me. Like you can't, it's not one of those things that you, it's done subliminally. It's done naturally. It's done is done in a way where the other person without, without expectation. Yeah, exactly. And so I I live like we we live in our relationship through the law of reciprocity. I can't accept love from my wife if I'm if I'm not willing to give it give it to her the way that she wants it and 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 vice versa. You know what I mean? Like she's she's not gonna be able to accept my love if she's not able to give it back to me. So we openly communicate like about the things that we want out of relationships and what we want out of life and the things that we want to do together. And we just, we talk about how we can kind of like blend it and marry it all together so we can live the best life we can. All right. 
So the third suggestion we want to real, uh, reveal is my favorite. Um, it's date night. And my amazing wife, Lisa, and I have it in our calendars that we go out and do something every two weeks. And we call it our non-negotiables. Non Put it in our calendar and we plan around it. We schedule around it. We don't, you know, the only, the only way as a non-negotiable in our calendars, if, if something comes up that, you know, is equally or more important, um, we move, you know, we'll go from one weekend to the next, but we'll never, we never skip, we never cancel. And you can, you know, you can do this, you can set it for weekly if that's, if that's necessary or monthly, if that's all you can fit in your schedule, but it has to be consistent and it has yeah. to be regular and it has to, it has to be there for both of you and you have to know it's there and, and plan around it. And it makes a huge, huge difference to be able to stay connected be in sync with each other and, and, and spend the, you know, whether it's quality time or you know, an act of service, you can go and do something together that is nourishing for each of you. Um, you can get massages, which is you touch. I mean, there, you can fit it all of that into the love languages as well. I know you do this with your wife, Steve, how often you guys, uh, how often you guys have date night? So <laughs> what's funny is, so we do every two weeks as well. And we were, we were kind of talking about this the other day is our, our week is opposite yours. And one of the fun wrinkles that we do, and I don't know if you do this with, with your wife, but one of the fun wrinkles that we do is we take turns in planning. Um, so if it, you know, so one week, if it, it might be my turn and then the following date night it would be her turn to plan uh what we do where we go how we do it and it, and it allows the other person to kind of just be surprised a little bit because so, sometimes i'll try to you know have a trick up my sleeve where we go and do something like really nice or we do something maybe a little adventurous you know and and the other person will kind of be like oh hey what, what are we doing tonight and one of and the other person would be like i don't know you got to find out and it kind of right. leaves it a little bit suspenseful so that's just kind of like one way that we like to spice it up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's, twist. yeah. And it's, it's so important because life is busy. Life is fast paced. So like, I feel like weeks fly by, uh, you know, faster than I can even keep up with. So date night is just that twice a week where we just call time out and we're like, Hey, let's go grab a meal let's go hang out and we can just be with each other. And we, and that, and those are the moments where we just kind of unveil everything. Right. You know what I mean? Like we talk about where we want to be in five years, you know, or what problems are we solving right now? Or, Hey, you know what, what, you know, what, what do we want to do next? You know, we just talk about all the things that like drive our passions really. Um, you know, so it's, do it so it's there's some spontaneity to it. Do it where it's fun. Plan it where you can get out and just enjoy each other's time and company, but also purposefully use it for times to communicate. Like really, um, you know, really just dive into each other. And those are like, and it's a laid back environment. It's a loose environment where you can kind of be at ease if you have to talk about difficult conversations. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I just, I, we, we love our, our date nights every two weeks. Like we, we wouldn't have the relationship we have now 
if we didn't implement that. And I give my wife the credit for being the one that champions that. Nice. All right. Well, now it's time to bring the hammer and help you rebuild this in your life. Today's hammer is kind of a culmination of all of the above, which is be present with your spouse. Um, never fails. Uh, when we're out on date night, we're out to dinner, we see couples that spend their entire time on their, with their, their own face and their own phones and not, not talking to each other, not acknowledging each other, um, and not being present with each other. Uh, same goes for sitting at home on the couch, you know, being into your phone or being into the TV, um, other distractions, all demonstrate to your spouse that you're just there and being taken for granted. And if you listen to each other genuinely, the importance you give to your spouse's day-to-day -day happenings, their stories, their struggles, the better support you can provide to each other that will benefit you for many, many years. So to summarize uh, today's action steps, first, we want you to assess your self-love and increase your capacity to love your spouse. Second, learn your spouse's love language and, and your own if you don't, you don't know it already and, and use those to your advantage. Third, schedule a regular date night and the hammer, be present. Stay in tune with your spouse when you're together. Make that time, quality time, not just time. Utilizing these will strengthen your marriage so you never have to experience the pain of fighting over your children in court. So that's a wrap for this week. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on whatever provider you're getting it from so we can grow and reach more people. If you want to know more about building a better relationship with your spouse, you can email us at rebuildingmindset at gmail.com. All one word, rebuildingmindset. And until then, uh, we would like to pray for you and find success in everything you do. And we pray for the blessing of love in your marriage. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Rebuilding Mindsets podcast. Many people misunderstand what coaching is. A well-trained transformational coach is not going to tell you how to live your life. They're going to help you find what's best for you. They will help you find your own answers and direct your path to be in alignment with your core values and desires. Please visit our website at rebuildingmindsets.com to apply for one-on-one -on -one coaching with Coach Wish. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to join us again next week.